Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy ocean news. Okay, so I'm really excited because we always tend to segue our news into the topic we're talking about, but today my good news is the topic we're talking about. Okay, I am ready for this. So today we're obviously talking about animals that make for life, and we each picked two animals that we thought would be interesting to talk about. And one of mine is the albatross, um, specifically the lace and the Hawaiian lace and albatross and the black browed albatross. So before I get into talking about them as for life maters, I want to talk about wisdom, which is a female albatross. She is the oldest known banded bird. So the oldest known wild bird that just has like a tracker on her. Okay. Um, she's 70. Oh, damn. Like, I didn't even know we had tracking in the 70s. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. So I mean, well, 70 they, years ago, not in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> so they found her actually when they estimated her to be about five. Okay. So they think she was born in roughly 1951, 52. Mm-hmm. So girls saw like the landing on the moon. Wow. Right. I wonder what she thought about it. She probably gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just think about how much stuff has happened in the past 70 years. That's that crazy. awesome. And I she love was around. Aww. I know. So anyway, so wisdom is her name. And um, she has been a very integral part in the, she is a lace and albatross. Um, so more native to right around here in Hawaii. Um, they typically go to the Midway Atoll for their, um, their landing and mating and breeding and stuff like that. So she has been a very huge contributor to the lace and albatross population because she's been around and she has been laying eggs like that whole time. <laughs> she has been around. She's been around. <laughs> well, kind of, but they made for life, right? right. So she's she, been around her man. She's been around the same guy for a long time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the good news about wisdom is that she was yet again cited at the Midway Atoll in November of 2021. So So are they also like, if they mate for life, her man, have we like seen him this whole time? So yeah, they, I believe because she's so old, she has actually had a few different ones, but she has a boyfriend now. His name is, um, Akea Kamai. And nice. they have not cited him yet. So this may be an off year for her. Um, albatross typically lay eggs every other year okay. because raising, raising a kid is hard, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so they do it for a year and then they take a year off. So they're thinking, um, since they haven't seen him at Midway Atoll yet this year, mm-hmm. that it's probably a, an off year for her. She did lay an egg last year. Oh. Okay. So nice. she's 70 years old and she's still, still popping them out, still popping them out. But that's the really cool thing is because she has been seen on the Midway Atoll. So she's still alive, um, keeping the population up and Adam, she has laid anywhere between 30 and 40 eggs. Nice. Get a girl. So, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, the black browed and lace and albatross are labeled as 
uh, least threatened, which is great. Mm -hmm. And enlarge things. <laughs> um, that is a little bit something I'm going to talk about here a little in a couple minutes that could change, which is not great news, oh. but, um, let me just go into something about the albatross. Okay. So they start breeding at six to seven years old. Um, and before they get to six to seven, between the ages of four and six, they go on what scientists call spring break. <laughs> yes, albatross. Yeah. Yeah. So they literally go to the island and just party it up and look for mates. <laughs> I don't know why that's so adorable. I know. I was like, all I these little teenage that. birds are just like, mm, mm, mm. just <laughs> getting it with each other, like trying to find that right one. Gotta and find the one and only spring break. Mm. I just love it. So yeah, so they do a mating dance. It's a super elaborate combo of noises and dances and movements. Um, the noises are described as moos and clackings and like a sharp whistle so mm. I don't know that I really want to witness this that sounds so sexy I know <laughs> like they have a bunch of different moves like they get real elaborate like they put their heads under their wings and like do a little jig and, and apparently once they find their mate like that's their dance that's like their secret handshake and uh. they do it to each other every year secret handshake I know that's so fun I mean I want one with you but not in the way that you know, <laughs> I'll just have a podcast partner handshake yeah. <laughs> totally platonic handshake. <laughs> um so yeah the albatross do mate for life but um they do have a divorce rate which is awesome. so they're monogamous yes okay yes um, it's not till they die. It's till they're done and until they're done. Yeah. So in the, and the divorce rate too, isn't like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not because of like disagreements, it death. <laughs> like, uh, it's or... possible death. Okay. So they, um, they get divorces because either a mate doesn't come back at all to the atoll oh. for, so the thing about albatross is that they are, um, skybound most of their life, like 70% okay. of their life, they're just flying around. They only wow. land to breed and have babies and do these fun dances and go to spring break. <laughs> so they're out to sea all the time, all year. So when one doesn't come back, you can assume that something did happen to them at sea or they're running late. The problem is that the change in the climate is changing the, the nutrition value of the water. So the water on top now is a little warmer, pushing the colder nutrient rich water to the bottom. And that's where all the squids and the fish are going. Mm. So these albatross are out there looking for food all year and not being able to find stuff. So climate change is causing relationship problems for albatross. That just makes me angry. I know. I really hate it. <laughs> I'm so over climate change. Like the more we research, I'm just like, can we just stop? I know. Like it's oh. really ruining just everything. So, so yeah. So mates could just be late. Um, they could also, because of mal malnutrition, they can arrive unhealthy, mm. which puts a stressor on their relationship. And um, the, the way albatross have babies is both parents take a major role in raising it. So they get together on the atoll or wherever they've decided to mate. Um, the egg is laid 
And one parent is constantly sitting on it. They don't get up to do anything while the other parent is out looking for food. So, um, once the egg is hatched, then they, they both equally raise this chick and then they all just kind of peace out and go fly for the rest of the year. So it takes a lot out of them and you really need a committed partner (laughs) to raise this baby. So if a mate comes back unhealthy or malnourished, it's not healthy for anybody. Mm. So they can't do their thing, take care of the baby. Right. So then more time is between when they lay eggs and stuff like that. So it isn't a problem now, but it is very potentially a problem in the future that they could not stay near threat or least concerned and move toward near threatened Mm. or endangered. Okay. Um, let's see. Both mates have to build the nest. They take care of the baby. I settle that. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of stuff I want to say about albatross, but I think that is an episode on itself because these birds are nuts. Are they? So yeah, they're super cool. We should do that. Yeah. I'll put it on. Tell me, just give me, give me a little sneak peek. Um, okay. Well, they can turn salt water into fresh water. What? Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for our albatross episode. Oh my God. I know they're super cool. I actually researched albatross for, um, a Finns magazine label drop Finns magazine. (laughs) Um, I'm an educational reporter for that magazine. And that was one of the topics that I will be cool. Um, reporting on. So yeah, so I know quite a bit about the albatross, but that is my mate for life story for this episode. Oh, happy Valentine's day, albatross. Happy Valentine's day. Okay. So I know that we each chose two. I'm going to save my coolest one for last because who knows how long that'll take. Oh, of course. Um, so first I'm going to talk about seahorses. I love that. That's not even the coolest one. I know. <laughs> and I feel like with seahorses, every that's like the one that comes to people's minds. Usually it's like, Oh, the seahorses. Cause they're dance and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, they're, I just, they're just weird. And I just love them. It just, they, yes, they are weird. <laughs> it's just a weird looking animal and it's mm-hmm. a fish. It's literally, it's literally considered it's a fish. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I know. I thought that was really interesting. I was like, because okay. they, you don't think of them as fish, right? No. Um, so just a couple of facts. Cause I was like, well, first of all, what do they eat with their little tiny mouths, right? Their little trumpet mouths. Yeah. <laughs> so they eat like small crustacea, such as the mysis shrimp, like the little tiny guys. Um, and the adults eat 30 to 50 times a day, but the, it's called a seahorse fry is a baby seahorse. Like oh, a little <laughs> Stop. Oh, then there's a little, it's a seahorse French fry, but <laughs> guess how many times a day or how many pieces of food a day they will eat the babies or the adults, the babies. I don't know. <laughs> 3,000. <laughs> Those little chunks. Yeah, I know. They're right? going to stay fry for long if they're eating like that. Yeah. And before I get into their actual like mating and all that stuff, um, I just, they're, they're literally the only creature where the male has a true reverse pregnancy, which I just find fascinating. Like how did that happen in evolution where, how did that happen? How did that happen? Right. Cause they're like the only the ones. Only ones. I don't we need, I guess we found different yeah. witch doctors. Like, <laughs> we really missed the boat on that one. <laughs> Oh God, I wish. Um, but yeah, so that means that the female transfers her eggs to the male, which he self-fertilizes in his pouch. Um, the number of the eggs can vary from 50 to 150 for smaller species and up to 1,500 for larger species. Ugh. Yeah. 
And don't they, maybe you'll talk about this, but don't they like push them out of their belly button? Uh-huh. Well, they, uh, it's like what it looks like is yeah. it's just straight out of their gut. Um, but so they're like inside of, it's like a pouch. Um, and it usually takes anywhere from two to four weeks for gestation. And they receive everything that they need in the pouch from oxygen to food. Um, but yeah, their birth is insane. They literally like watch, go, go on YouTube and watch a seahorse birth. Cause like their whole body arches, like their contractions are strong <laughs> and it can last up to 12 hours. Yeah. I, I like, I just, I leaned toward the microphone to inaudibly open Gas. my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you all heard that. But yeah, like it's a lot of work and they can live an average of three to five years for the larger species. So it's pretty short for their, this whole cycle of love and life and loss. Yeah. So how often can they reproduce? <laughs> That's a good question. I just mostly got into their sexy time. <laughs> oh, sure. So for their sexy time, they're monogamous. Um, this is interesting because like across the board, wild seahorses are all kind of different, right? So some of them just, they're like, Hey, yo girl to anybody. They don't really care. Mm -hmm. Um, some species are monogamous during the mating season. So when they're like (laughs) hot and ready, then they're like, okay, this is my man. And we're going to stick with my man. And then some of them mate for life completely until their partner dies. Like that's, that's their person. Right. Um, So (laughs) because they're such poor swimmers, searching for mates can be difficult and risky. Um, they're also found in low densities and they use camouflage to hide from their predators. So it's hard to find like your sexy seahorse because you got to hide and you suck at swimming, even though you live in the ocean. I guess that's the, that's the trade-off, right? Like they got it so that the males do all the work, but they can't swim in their (laughs) environment. (laughs) They were, they were chatting with Ursula. (laughs) Like what a that's a terrible deal. Um, but yeah, so I was like, why would, why would many species in, cause I feel like if you're so hard to find, why not like take what you can get and just, (laughs) you know what I mean? Rather, (laughs) but they were insane as I researched that by remaining faithful to one partner during your, during the breeding season, that the pairs have more time to undergo more pregnancies because their pregnancies are so quick, you know, two to four weeks for gestation. So they can just stay close by and they'll be like, Hey man, ready again. When I get it again, and then he's ready again, and then you just keep going. Um, so it ultimately gives them greater reproductive success. The pair bonds of monogamous seahorses are reinforced by daily greetings. So kind of the same idea of a secret handshake. Mm-hmm. So do you want to know what that means? Yes. So I'm sure it's different than the clacks and the little feather shakes of the albatross, but um this is just it's just <laughs> I can't even I love them so much. So when they find their person they're one for the season or for their life. They get to choose. Um, they meet first thing in the morning to reinforce their pair bonding with an elaborate courtship display. So like as the sun rises, it's all sort of magical. You see your sexy seaman, seahorse man from across the way at dawn, and then they swim towards each other. So the female meets the male in his territory because they all have little tiny territories. So I'll get Aww. into that, um, which is just adorable. Can you imagine be like, this is my territory. Right. <laughs> Um, and as they approach each other, they start to change colors and like mimic each other. And then the male will circle around the female. Um, and they pair often will spiral around an object. So first he'll start dancing around her and then she'll join in and they'll start dancing around like a piece of seagrass or something. So they're just dancing, doing their thing. Um, and this display can literally last for up to an hour. And then I know 
<laughs> once they're <laughs> once their uh, display of courtship, so once literally their dance is done, they're not necessarily doing it. They're just checking in on each other every day. And then the female will go back to her territory. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Oh, that reminds me of, um, oh my gosh, who are the parents in the Adams family? Morticia and- I've never seen stop it <laughs> oh my gosh now I have to remember his name why can't I figure it out but they're just so like romantically they would totally do that like wake yeah. up dance around each other and be super romantic and then go on with their day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they're like I imagine them as like the Spaniards the flamenco yes. dancers his name was Gomez <laughs> Gomez and Morticia Adams <laughs> you're so cute but yeah isn't that adorable that they just like come together from their territory so they still have their own spaces which I found interesting um the females have a territory of about about 100 square meters Whoa. and males have a territory of about 0.5 square meters <laughs> yeah so their territories <laughs> definitely overlap the guys really got screwed down there they kind of did yeah. but they're just they're just cute little like lovers yeah. they want to go dance in the morning in the in the in the not moonlight well it is dawn <laughs> I'm not very good at this. Oh, that's okay. It's <laughs> very the, cute. In the dawn, they find each other across the way. Dance oh, around a little thing and see grass. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Love love that. Do their little dancey dance. Seahorses. Yeah. So tell me your second animal. Okay. My second animal are butterfly fish. <laughs> I know. You it's, just gave me a weird look. Yeah, because it's weird. Okay. <laughs> so butterfly fish. They live in and around coral reefs. Um, they change colors, which I didn't know. Oh, I didn't either. They get duller at nighttime and brighter during the day and even more bright when they're agitated. Huh. So if you see one that's weirdly bright colored, it's probably because it's mad at you. <laughs> that is good to know. Yeah, right? I was like, I had no idea that butterfly fish changed. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Also, I saw that um, the little black dot on their back mm-hmm. is it's supposed to mimic an eye. So predators think it's like a big, scary eye oh, so and they scary. stay away. Yeah. You know? Terrifying. So, I mean, they're not terrifying, but <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> so they do mate for life or just three years, whatever. Oh. Like, it's either all or nothing, okay. or I guess all or three years. And I don't really know what the justification for that is. For the three year end of a relationship. Yeah. But it's, it's just one or the other. It's either three years or forever. Oh. <laughs> it's like the, what is it called? The seven year itch, but for, <laughs> um, but for butterfly butter fish. They have a three year itch. Oh, I know. I love that. So, um, I didn't go too far into them because I also feel like they could be their own episode because there's so many different species of butterfly fish. Okay. This is just sort of a general, like, this is how their sexy time goes. So the females, when they're ready, will swell with eggs. So they just like, Boop, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> and then the males, <laughs> this is so weird. No, this part is cute. So the males will come up, come up from behind uh-huh. and gently nudge their tummies with their little snouts Aww. and be like, Boop, hello, you want to poop? Do you want to, <laughs> you want to poop? <laughs> And so then after the cute, uh, just like the cutest little initiation of sexy time, uh-huh. they both, instead of actually having intercourse, they, she will release her eggs and he will release his sperm and they will intermingle in a cloud. Okay. Just in the ocean. But here's the weird part. Okay. Some rando dude that can't get a girl will swim by and throw his sperm in the mix. <laughs> really? 
it just suckers. Here's some of my genetic material. <laughs> like I can't get a girl. <laughs> oh, so even though they're like mated for three years or life, some random guy can just yeah. spread his seed. Some of those children are illegitimate. <laughs> butterfly fish right like super adorable but also real sleazy (laughs) (laughs) oh just imagine if you're that one man like on valentine's day you're like okay let's just look for a couple then since i can't find a lady right like (laughs) you those poor fish so I thought that was super interesting. Like yeah. how adorable to be like, oh, I'm going to nudge your little belly with my little nose. Let's do something about it. And then this other guy comes up and just totally <laughs> ruins it. Um, so there's, that's how it happened. I'm trying not to talk over you because I know it messes with the mic, but I can't stop laughing. <laughs> wow. I know. I, yeah. I, Science. You wouldn't think that. I don't know anything but people would have anything like that in them but there you go so the eggs actually hatch 30 hours later oh super quick wow which is good because they're floating around in the ocean I'm assuming things eat them yeah I don't know what they are but I'm sure um the parents don't raise them at all um but the larvae this was cool too the larvae develop like a bony helmet on their head to kind of protect them oh yeah so tiny little butterfly fish with tiny little helmets (laughs) and some of them don't look like their parents because they're not (laughs) oh my god I hope we have an artist listening who can draw us a photo to put on Instagram of a tiny little baby butterfly fish larva with a little helmet tiny little helmet the helmet later just absorbs into their body as they grow okay yeah that's so cute isn't that just what the weirdest I, I really expected to be like, okay, I'll do butterfly fish. Um, okay. They mate and then they're there for life and there's nothing interesting about them. Uh, How silly was I? Man. Now, every time I am swimming and I see a butterfly fish, I'm going to be like, I know what you do. I see you young single butterfly fish, man. <laughs> I got your number. Sicko. <laughs> Just so rude. Just trying to hop all in up in there. Ruining the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. There you go. What's your next one? (laughs) Well, I don't know. This one will get nearly as many laughs as the butterfly three year itch. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I just literally looked up a list of like animals in Hawaii that made for life. And I was like, okay, I'll just choose. I mean, I love seahorses. And then I was like, I'll choose a mantis shrimp because I've seen one before. I think it was an orchid mantis shrimp or something yeah yeah when I was diving and it was beautiful uh you saw that here yeah I was leading a dive a scuba dive out at um the pipes like that big pipe out of Waikiki oh yeah yeah so like on that side it was a mid pipe at the dive site and I would just swim along and there were two of them they were like I think they were probably a mated pair and I was like oh my god you guys stop look at this I got a video (laughs) or I had one of my divers take a video and they were like over watching them after like 10 seconds I was like no, stay. I was like, I'm the captain. You're gonna come look at me. I was like, look at this. This is special. Um, but it was just amazing. Uh, I lo- so what'd you say? It was an orchid? I think yes. it was an, I think it was, maybe it was a peacock mana shrimp. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't remember it. I, I, I'll, I'll look it up and then I'll post it. Cause I might be just spewing <laughs> terrible facts, but I thought it was an orchid shrimp, which is a, 
a relative of a mantis shrimp. No, that wasn't it. We'll look it up I'll and look let you up. guys look yeah. at pictures. Anyways, yeah. that was the one that I saw in the wild. I don't know if I haven't seen that one that you showed me in the wild. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll find that video for you. Um, anyways, talking about mantis shrimp. Um, so <laughs> there are up to 400 different species of them, but this is kind of across the board for mantis shrimp. So it's not like the wild seahorses who some of them are like, hey, yo girl, some of them are monogamous <laughs> during, during their mating time and then some made for life, right? This is just mantis shrimp. Um, they're usually only about four inches long, but pound for pound, they're the strongest animal in the world. So just going to give you some weird facts. Yeah. I guess I thought that was the ant. Nope. It's the mantis shrimp. Mm -hmm. How random is that? Oh, I'm so excited. Tell yeah. me. Yeah. I like want a tattoo of these guys now that <laughs> I researched them. I love them. Um, so they use clubs that are more like elbows than fists to punch their prey with the force <laughs> of a bullet from a 22 caliber shotgun. A 22 pistol. I really like, I just had a flash of like little mantis strips in the bar and being like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you want to go, you want to go? Let's go outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> mantis shrimp, um, the incredible force that is like, it's just super important for their hunting food because they can easily break the shell of prey like crabs and clams. So they can just punch a crab and then boom, <laughs> snack. God. yep that's so metal mm -hmm. i know and then do you want to know something really funny absolutely so when scientists keep mantis shrimp like if you were one in your aquarium you have to have them in a strong plastic tank because their punch can break glass uh, <laughs> i guess i have nothing to say so you know the one aquarist who like picks up a shrimp mantis shrimp in his glass and then in the morning it's just like everywhere he punched it punch the glass. That's hysterical. I know. I love this. I do too. <laughs> I like want to come back as a mantis shrimp just yeah, for fun. Man. Right? They're also like hella aggressive and they're super fast. So they have the fastest predatory strike in the ocean swinging in less than 800 microseconds. So I know nobody knows what that means. So I'm going to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> Science communication. In the time that it takes you to blink an eye, a mantis shrimp could have theoret theoretically punched you 500 times. So blink your eyes. 500 times. No. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you could throw a baseball as fast as the mantis shrimp punches, you'd launch the ball into space. That's how fast it is. I am so interested. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're so freaking cool. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, I got what? more for you. Okay. <laughs> so they also have amazing eyesight. Um, they have the broadest visual spectrum of any animal that we know of. That means that, um, like, <laughs> so just to give you an idea of what this means, scientists are literally studying the mantis shrimp, studying their eyes in an attempt to build tiny little cameras that can see cancer cells at very early stages. That's how like clear and across the spectrum they can see. I see it. Like I keep leaning into the microphone. Like I'm going to say something and I have nothing to say. <laughs> They're like speechless. superhero shrimp. Yeah. No kidding. I want to be like mantis women, woman, mantis woman. Yeah, man. I, mantis. wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tell me more. Okay. So let's get into their sexy time, their romance. Oh yeah. I forgot we were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there we go. I was like, where are my, um, mantis shrimp? 
Okay. So, um, some of the mantis species they mate for life. Like I said, oh, I guess it is some, not all of them. Um, but they meet the shrimp of their dreams and then they <laughs> share the same burrow. So they all, they live together their whole life. So they like meet their dude and are like, oh my God, you're so fine. I love how great you can throw a punch, which is very like, I get that. That's super primal. I respect that. <laughs> like, mm, that sexy shrimp though. Um, and then they both protect their eggs and they help each other with hunting for their entire lives, which do you want to guess how long that is? I really hope it's a very long time. 20 years. I know. <laughs> so they literally meet their other half and then they share the same home and they protect the same babies and they hunt with each other for 20 years. And then they go, oh. I'm telling you, if I come back, I want to come back as a mantis shrimp. I, no kidding. It's Can you cool imagine? Life. Yeah. If they like were to realize that they could do that to us. <laughs> They would take over the world. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, so mantis shrimp. Um, wow. I want to have one be my best friend. I really, really do too, but, but you need you a real to have a plastic. plastic. <laughs> it's just like a powerful little relationship. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, not speaking of nothing, but kind of veering off a little bit. Did you ever watch Friends? Yeah. So you remember how Phoebe is like talking about Ross and Rachel and how they're lobsters and they're like in the tank with their claws together and they're do 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 for I don't life. Remember it? Okay, that probably means you didn't watch it eighty times. Which is <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's very healthy of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, lobsters don't make for life. Oh, so that whole bit is based on a lie. She should probably start listening to our podcast. I know she should have called them like, oh, she's your mantis, mantis shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> She's your mantis shrimp. Isn't that just so sweet? I am going to go call my husband my mantis shrimp. <laughs> I'm a little mantis man. And I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> You'll have to wait for the episode to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Thank you.